Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. If I had to title this message, the message would be, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Say that again. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We've been talking the last few weeks about our testimonies, about our lives, about our visions, and about our purposes, and how everything is all connected together. But the end result of all that should be eternal life. See, sometimes we, 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 we miss that because, because we, we think that because I'm a Christian, you know, that's where it all stops at. But, but everything about my life should be bringing eternal life to somebody else. Amen. See, you know, when we talk about, um, um, well, I'm real with God, you know, but the, see, the thing about being real with God is knowing how to share your testimony. See, see, because because I never want to be in the presence of people. And then they ask me and they say, uh, some people don't even know I'm a pastor. They don't. I don't walk around and say, hey, you know, I'm senior pastor of Uptown Church. I don't walk around and say that. Let me tell you why. Because I would rather sit in a group of men and women and just be myself. And then let the Holy Spirit reveal to them that there's something different. See, I don't have to announce that I'm senior pastor of Uptown Church. My presence or my actions, my testimony, my vision, my purpose, my life should, should, should reflect Christ Jesus. See, this is where we get it mixed up at because we're looking at Titles. We're looking at titles where this is deacon, bishop, aha, doctor, so-and-so. But what are we doing to elevate the kingdom of God and his righteousness? See, I can give you all these titles. All I have to do is go back to school. That's all I got to do. I can go back to school and, 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 and get a master's. I can go back to school and get a doctor's degree. I can go back to school and get all this stuff. But and stand before you and say, my name is uh, Reverend Dr. Deacon Bishop Greg Amunga. Now, what did that do for you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But if I'm able to give you the word of God in such a manner that you're able to take it and go back home and read God's word for yourself and elevate your own spirit and your own soul. So when you come in contact with somebody else, they say, oh, I just been in the presence of somebody who knows God. That's better than being deacon, deacon, bishop, deacon, uh, uh, whatever else I said, uh, doctor, reverend. Amen? Amen. 
Last week we were talking about it and I showed the illustration of the buffalo. Uh, the, the, the buffalo was just running by himself and the buffalo was, was just saying, I'm doing God's work and I'm doing this. And, 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 and the buffalo was just running by himself in such a way that he was getting attacked at every corner that he came to. And what God wants us to recognize as Christians, as followers of Christ Jesus, is that, is that yes, we're going to get attacked, but we need backup. We need our church family. We need to be one as one as one. See, because when we're divided, that's when he comes. He comes quick. He don't care how many scriptures you read. He don't care if you fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. If you're by yourself, he'll get you. Look at the scripture. The Bible said that when Jesus came up out of the wilderness, that he got fed. See, the Holy Spirit came up and fed him. So what is that teaching me? That is teaching me that I can only be by myself for only a period of time. Even Jesus needed help. See, if you want to even get it, get, it, get it even deeper, let's go to the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus had his friends praying for him. Oh, they were, they were with him. Oh, Lord, what Peter said, if you die, I die too. But when it came to it and, and all of a sudden Jesus was in this predicament, he turned around and Peter. <laughs> and Jesus had to walk over to him. Hey, 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 hey. Ain't you the same joker that said that you're going to die with me? And even the Bible said, even, even John was asleep. And that's the one who Jesus loved. So, so even the one that's closest to you. See, these are the things that we have to understand by being in Christ Jesus. Is that the Bible said that, 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 that Jesus had to go and he's in the garden of Gethsemane. And he knew what was about to happen. And he started praying and, and he was crying and it said like blood came down like tears. So in other words, what does that teach me? That teach me that in my Christian walk, I will agonize in pain at times. That's what that teaches me. That teaches me that if my Lord and Savior had to go through that, I guess I am too. We have to get our head out of the clouds sometimes. You know, we walking around here, yes, yes, Lord, and, and I done prayed, Lord, and, and I'm going to do this, Lord, and next thing you know, something happens on the East Belt Line. Every scripture you read went straight out the window because now you got your head out the window. If you didn't, you see me. I'm telling you all this because I want to bring us back down that, that, that we are children. Like we were talking about the kids with the bike. We are children. People need to be able to relate to us. People had to relate to Jesus Christ. 
And, and I keep saying this in, the, in this context because I really want us to get this in the thing. You know, if read the scripture, that's why I say read the scripture. Don't take it from me. Read the scripture. Is that Jesus allowed people to be in his presence and then they got convicted. See, he didn't walk up to the woman who, who got caught in, a, in adultery and said, woman, they're going to hit you inside the head with a stone because you slept over there with that man's wife, her husband. No, he didn't do that. If I remember the scripture right, the Bible said that Jesus bowed down and was on the ground. Now just think about that for a second. This woman that they are about to stone, the Bible said that Jesus bowed and started writing. I can't tell you what he was writing, but the Bible said that the oldest left and then the youngest. Why? Because the oldest was getting convicted. All the sin that I've done in my lifetime and now I want to hit her upside the head with a rock. And he left. And then the Bible said until there was no one left. And then he told her, go and sin no more. See, we have to understand that Jesus Christ didn't walk around and say, you did this, you did that, and you did it. I don't want to go to church then. I want you to come to me with the same compassion that you went to Jesus Christ. Amen? The Holy Spirit has been teaching us over the last few weeks that it's about our souls. My soul. See, the Bible already said that this body shall pass away. That this body shall return to where forth it came. The dust of the ground. So what does that teach me? Is that the body is going to wither, but the soul is forever. I want us as a church family to understand that Jesus Christ died on the cross, not for your body, but for your soul. We have to get away from this thinking, this old traditional thinking that, 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 that Jesus, you know, he died and, and I'm going to confess him and I'm going to get this big house on the hill and I'm going to drive a Mercedes and, and all. Oh, that's a promissory note. In other words, what I'm saying when I say a promissory note is that when you come into Christ Jesus, that certain elements of your life is going to change anyways. You're going to start seeking things that's going to help you and your family. You're not going to be in the same mindset or the same thing, the same thing that, that, that kept you in sin. You're going to start, well, I need a job. I'm going to have to go do this. And okay, I want a wife. So I, I can't have a wife living in my mother's basement. So let me go buy a house. 
What God wanted was your soul. Amen? We must keep our souls connected to God. Matthew 24, 35 reads like this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. What does that mean is that God's word is eternal? Now watch this now. See, if his word is eternal and my soul is eternal, I'm going to leave you right there for a second. Psalms 119.89 reads like this. Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. God's word is eternal, and so is my soul. Why am I, why am I teaching this? Because, because God wants us to understand it is my soul he wants. My heart he wants. Not my outer appearance. So how do we stay connected to God? We feed our souls with the word of God. Isn't that what I just read? Amen. Proverbs 27.7 reads like this. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Let me read this out of the Message Bible. Now, this reminds me of a Thanksgiving dinner. When, you're a stu- when, you, when you've stuffed yourself, you refuse dessert. When you are starved, you will eat a horse. See, God wants us to continue to be empty before him. So we can continue to, 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 to eat his word and be satisfied by his word. But when we get up here, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that anymore. I, I've already learned that. Uh, uh, we walk by sight, not by faith. I mean, by, you know, you get, get everything all mixed, mixed up. But the point I'm making is that we walk by faith. And not by sight. But after a while, we get to walking by sight. And not by faith. God wants us empty. Because he wants to satisfy us with the things of God. And when we forget to be satisfied by the things of God, then we stop believing in certain ways. Matthew 5, 6 reads like this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We have to be hungry for God's word. We can't go to the table already full. 
You go to the guy's table already full, he just looks at you, okay, let me, uh, let me go over here. You, you are hungry, aren't you? Let me feed you. Do you remember when you first came to Christ Jesus? I do. When I'm talking about I had such a zeal, I would sleep with the Bible. Serious. I would literally sleep with the Bible. Because when I woke up in the morning, I wanted it next to me. The Bible says, humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. My humility came because I knew that I was so broken and that I couldn't do it myself. And I needed God. John 4, 13, 14 reads like this. I'm going to get to my text scripture in a minute, but I got to set it up first. And Jesus answered her and said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Remember we read this last week. Whoever thirsts of this water will thirst well, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But verse 14 reads like this. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up unto eternal life. See, this is what God is trying to get us to is eternal life. It is all about eternal life. Feeding our souls with the word of God so that your soul can bless the Lord. Now we're going to get to my text. Amen? Amen. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5, and I'm going to read. Amen? Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases and redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tenderness and who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. Amen? I can't tell you why David wrote this particular song, but I can tell you that David went through a whole lot of stuff in his life. So when he encountered certain circumstances in his life, he dedicated it unto God. Amen? David is making a statement that you can't go to God halfway. You got to go to him with everything. Your whole heart has to be into it. The point is, David is saying, everything that is within me, I will give praise and honor to God. The word, what he's actually, let's bring it down to 2021. What he is actually saying is that I can't leave my mind at home and come into his 
house and hear God's grace and be distracted by what somebody said yesterday. Is that I must walk into the house of the Lord with everything that I have and be willing to give him everything. David is understanding that he has the power to give God all his praise and all his honor from his soul. Bless the Lord, what? Oh, my soul. And all that is, what? Within me. We have to know that we're blessed. See, that's the key. We have to know that we are blessed. See, David went through a whole lot. Saul tried to kill him, I think it was 11 times, and, 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 and then he still honored Saul. David was fighting Goliath. His own sons betrayed him. But he still said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me. We have to understand that we are no longer in slavery of sin and death. But we have crossed over to life and life eternal in Christ Jesus by our confession. He's making a strong statement here again. When he says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. See, David is, David, what David is doing now, he is walking things down and he is allowing God to see that he is acknowledging him for everything that he's done in his life. The praise should not come out of emotion. See, that's something that we have to get away from in the church and we running up and down the aisles and throwing our shoes off and, and everything and, and, and it's completely emotion. The excitement should come because you realized all his wonderful benefits. That's when I get excited. My soul is reflecting on all that God has done for me. His redemption power that saved me from sin and death. That's when I get excited. See, when I recognize and realize that God saved me from death. Don't think about it like that sometimes. Because we woke up this morning. But the Bible says every man shall come before the judgment seat. In other words, I can't go before the judgment seat with my son or my best friend or my wife. I'm going to be walking up there like this. <sighs> okay. Lord, he's going to say, I don't want to hear all that. Lord, I, I don't want to hear all that. He's going to ask me, 
Did you forgive? Hmm. That got real quiet. Let me throw a pen out here. But that's what he's going to judge us from our hearts. Did you forgive? Some people holding judges from 1972. I had a fro back then. So that's how long it's been. Let's break some things down. He, he talks about iniquity. Iniquity. The meaning literally means not just. See, I'm, I'm going someplace with this. Iniquity can also be used as something that lacks a moral or spiritual principles. Now let's get a good understanding that we may, so we can believe what wickedness and iniquity. Some people believe they're the same thing. But we're going to stop that today. Amen? Amen? Wickedness is a state of being wicked. Evil disp disposition. Immoral. See? In other words, is that no matter how much I bring Christ Jesus to you, you're going to say, I don't want nothing to do with it. Wickedness. While iniquity is doing something that is different from what people consider normal or accepted. Or simply put, not tolerated. Now those of you who have children, you can really understand that last statement, not tolerated. So when that child runs up in your kitchen and just goes willy-nilly in it and you walk in, flour all over the place, that child was in iniquity. <laughs> Not tolerated. Wickedness is just a gross injustice. Now, the scripture says, and who forgives all our iniquities are one of the benefits Benefits is, is like when I hired in my job and they said, well, we're going to give you full coverage. Uh, we're going to also pay you um, um, on your card every year. You get so many so dollars that you can use for whatever you need to use for dental or, or, or emergency purposes. And, and, and you got dental, full, full health coverage for your family. Those are Benefits, practical benefits that we look at right here on, the, on this earth. But God is talking about the forgiveness of your sins. When we can fully get a good grip of the magnitude of our own sins, then we can fully understand God's righteousness. See, God... God's forgiveness alone is the reason enough for us to give praise and honor. We have to understand that, that, that sometimes the magnitude of my own self is enough for me to get on my knees and praise God. Who heals all your diseases. God cares about our bodies. Let's get, it, let's, get it, let's get this understanding. God cares about our bodies. and He brings healing to us through his life. But when we think about healing, we think about it in a natural form. 
we must be able to think about healing in a spiritual form also. Just to name a few, pride and lust. Our spiritual leprosy. Pride and lust are a spiritual leprosy. Why? Because it stinks in the nostrils of God. Leprosy is a, is a skin disease that eats the flesh. And if you get around anyone who has leprosy, you can smell it. It has a stench. Pride has a stench in God's nostrils. What made Satan fall or Lucifer fall? What was it? Pride. Laziness. I'm using this example because I want us to get a good, uh, a good understanding is that some people struggle with different things in their lives. But we look at them that they're just sitting there and they ain't doing nothing and they just got to be lazy instead of going to the spiritual aspect of it. The spiritual aspect of it is they might be sleeping bad, having bad sleeping patterns. Might be sleep deprivation or bad eating or a thyroid problem or lack of exercise. And this is a form of a handicap, spiritually. But we are healed because God knows all these burdens. We are healed many times in the same situation. See, we got to understand this because we look at things so much on the physical aspect that we forget about the spiritual aspect of it. Spiritually, God is a healer of the body and the soul. I want my soul to be healed from all his burdens. And now I'm going to say this. I don't care how many times it takes, heal me. We get this thing where I went to God once and, 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 and that's enough. And, and okay, but the problem is still there. I'm going back to him again. Lord, help me with this. Whatever it is eating inside of me, whatever is eating at my soul, if it's for unforgiveness, help me with it. The man said, the man, that, the, the man told Jesus, if I remember the scripture right, Acts, Mark chapter 9, his son all falling in the fire and everything, and, and Jesus kind of looking at him and you know, and, and the man looked at Jesus. Now, look how, look how this confession was. He said, Lord, help me with my unbelief. That confession got his son healed. Sometimes we can't walk around like we know it all in the spirit because we don't. Sometimes we got to say, Lord, help me with this situation. And he heals me of all my burdens. And this is one of the reasons <clears throat> why we say, bless the Lord, O my soul, that all that is within me and bless his holy name. 
This is why my soul sings out. This is why my soul cries out. This is why my soul praises. He who redeems your life from destruction. Sometimes we don't realize the power of God because it's so natural. You ever been at a red light? And all of a sudden the kids may say something, you got distracted for a minute. And somebody just shot through that red light. You don't look at it sometimes that that, that that distraction that the kid says something and made you turn for a minute and you didn't hit the gas and go through the red light and got T-boned. But you just kept on going like, you know, shut up, kept on going. Not realizing that God took that moment or that distraction in your life and saved yours. That we have to realize that Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. He is our kinsman redeemer. Because like Adam, he had to redeem us from Adam's sin by shedding his blood on the cross. So when Jesus redeemed us from Adam's sin, our souls were saved from death. By him dying on the cross and raising on the third day so that we could have eternal life. I'm telling you all this now because I want us to understand that being in Christ Jesus is more than walking in my everyday life. Being in Christ Jesus is about me making sure that my soul is satisfied. We are always running out here talking about the end times. Well, well, the end times are coming and, and are we helping people get their souls satisfied? Or are we just so selfish that we're saying, I'm saved. <laughs> Ain't worried about him. Somebody had to save you. By conversation, by telling you that you're loved, by telling you about Jesus. And Jesus redeemed our life from destruction. What destruction from what Satan was trying to do to us? This is why I believe David wrote this psalm. So that in 2021, we can all say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, that all that is within me, I will praise his holy name. Amen. He who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now let's take God out of the box for a minute. His... The greatness of God is more than freeing us from sin, diseases, and destruction. Say that again. 
The greatness of God is more than freeing us from sin, diseases, and destruction. We are crowned with his love, mercy, and his grace. We are crowned by being in his image. We are crowned because now he is calling us holy priests. This is why I sing, bless the Lord, O my soul, that all that is within me. And bless his holy name. He who satisfies your mouth with good things. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony that they did not love their lives to death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. In other words, what God is saying, who who satisfies your mouth with good things, when I'm sharing my testimony, when I'm giving my testimony, when I'm telling people what God has done for me in my life, The end result is, it is God's work in your life, knowing that God has saved us and knowing that God is also pushing you. He's pushing you. He's pushing you in the direction he wants you to go because somebody out there needs you. Somebody's, some, you know, the, the, you know that, that scripture where it says he left the 99 and he wanted to get that one sheet? We got to stop hanging in the clicks of the 99. Because we're so comfortable of hanging out with the 99 that we forget about the one. Everybody in the 99 is going to church. Every, everyone in the 99 is speaking in tongues. Everybody in the 99 is shouting in the Holy Spirit. But the one is sitting over here that we are neglecting. That soul needs to be saved. You remember when people just cast you off? Said, oh, you'll never be any good. They just cast you off. That's when the true praise comes from your soul. I'm about to close here. My strength can only come from God. My strength can only come from God. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It is written, eye has not seen nor ear have heard, nor have entered into the heart of men, but the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. Now let's get a good understanding of this. God is the only one who can renew strength. Amen? The eagle is a picture of tireless strength. See? The eagle is a picture of tireless strength. Here's what it means to have your strength renewed. I want to go to Psalms 89, 15 through 18. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. 
In your name they rejoice all day long. In your righteousness they are exalted. You are the glory of their what? Strength. In your favor our horn is exalted. And your shield belongs to the Lord and our king to the Holy One of Israel. And this is why I sing. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, that all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We must fully understand that our benefits are to give God praise. Our benefits are to give God praise. He forgives my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns us with, with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our mouth with good things. And my youth is renewed like the eagle. That's why my soul sings. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, that all that is within me Bless his holy name. Because my soul knows everything that God has done for me. And my soul praises, not my emotions. Amen? I want us to really get an understanding. I want us to... Did, who read the homework assignment last week? Oh, Tommy raised his hand. Okay. And Nora. Okay. Amen. 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 My homework assignment this week is to allow your soul to bless his holy name. Find those moments in your day where you can just get down by yourself. You and God. And understand what David was saying. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Because when we learn how to do that, then we understand the true meaning of eternal life. 